How did the stoners get to Woodstock? They flew high? No. They took the cannabis. <laughs> you want to make a little more noise over there? <laughs> Welcome to the Iron Right Tattoo Podcast. You can redo that one. any more noise we're here <laughs> okay we're one minute into this podcast including intro music and we're already completely off the rails completely you could say we're going off the rails i'm not even gonna finish that we got a uh what what uh, you can't leave me hanging on crazy train <laughs> is that what you needed <laughs> Now, now you're wishing that I had just left it where it was, right? No. Uh, See, I thought like, oh, that's kind of on brand for what today's episode's about, but they weren't even there. No. So, so <laughs> that having been said, we got a cool episode today. We hopefully, do. hopefully, I'm just gonna start it off with a trigger warning <laughs> because uh, I don't because okay. Why is there a trigger warning? Because of, you know, that recent, okay, so we have a good buddy of mine and a client of mine by the name of Jeff Story, retired military, who is going to be on the podcast today after the intro segment, and he was at Woodstock 99 for all three days, so we wanted to bring him on and get the story, but in light of, like, the recent documentary that's come out and stuff and like all like the really bad stuff that actually happened at Woodstock, you know, I don't want it to seem like we're making light of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and I have, we haven't actually really gotten a story from Jeff yet. Cause I Correct. wanted to save the vast majority of it for the episode. Uh, so there may be moments where perhaps the, Recounting of tales may seem callous to the information that has come out about Woodstock 99, but we just thought it would be an interesting to be able to sit down and talk with someone like who was actually there. Yeah. So, and I think it is going to be interesting. Yeah. But I am going to, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, essentially, because well, uh, we haven't really heard the story yet. We got like the Cliff Notes versions Yeah. one day while I was tattooing him, but we wanted him to save all the... The juice, as it were, for the episode. So that's coming up here in a little bit. But uh, first, you walked in. You were you were being salty. And I said, you better cheer up. And you said, I had a thing last night. And I said, what are you talking about? And you said, with the Lamb Passage <laughs> Sheriff Department or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Trying to make it sound all. So go ahead. What happened last so, night? So, um. I was driving home, and I, don't know, I was having one of those like mental episodes. Where I was like, "Oh, my back hurts. Oh man, I need to get my life together." 
maybe I should change up some stuff about my lifestyle. And these lights come on behind me. I'm like, I'm pulled to the side of the road, right? Okay. And I'm like, okay, let me just, you know, do the right thing. Let me just, you know. As opposed to what? Were you going to gun it? (laughs) No. (laughs) You going to run? No. Um, and you know, I got pulled, karate pulled, chop it pulled over in the same spot where I got pulled over because my, uh, remember when I told you that deer like headlighted yeah. my headlight yeah. and I was heading home? Um, I didn't yeah, know, same spot. I didn't know you got pulled over for that though. Yeah. When the, when you hit the deer? Yeah. Oh, cause so, then you cause, I repla- out. cause I replaced the headlight, but like the wiring was like faulty. Uh, so like one of them was out. So I went ahead and did that. Um, I got pulled over, given my ID and everything, ran my stuff. He's like, all right, I'm going to let you off with a warning. I was like, okay, cool. And it's like literally the spot where I get pulled over at is literally like a minute down from my house. So I'm like almost there. And I don't make it. So you have a brake light out? And my license license plate light out. Yeah. Mm. I didn't even know I had one of those. So did you get a ticket? Uh, I got a warning. Warning. So you need a to, paper warning. You yeah. fix it. Yeah. And then uh, I told my mom this morning. She was like, "Well, you know, when I think about it, earlier this week I was going to tell you it was out." I was like, "Oh, great! I, I wish that's I one of those things that. that it's so hard because you can't see your own." Yeah. You know, like you don't even know it's out <laughs> usually until you get pulled over. Yeah. I've had a brake light out before that I had no clue it was out. Luckily, it was just a warning. He kind of looked like, you know, like he was going to be like, oh, your brake light's out. Here's a ticket, you know? Yeah. But he was he was nice. You could sign here or kiss here. Um, like that? No. Oh, not that's the, like not that nice? Creepy. No, not okay. that nice. Um, <clears throat> I would still sign instead of kiss. I don't know. If it was like a little kiss on the cheekbone or something, I think I'd. All right. <laughs> All right, love you so much. So lovely. <laughs> uh, um, that um, so uh, one thing that's different is so we recorded an episode last week. I don't know if you even noticed, but I did not upload. Oh yeah, I noticed. Um, I still <laughs> because of the nature of the conversation we had last week, I I was debating whether or not I was going to upload it. It was the Christmas one, right? No, it was the New Year's one where we talked about. Kanye and we talked oh. about uh COVID conspiracy and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm still gonna upload it, but I decided to hold it for one more week since we were still kind of on that weird holiday schedule, but this will put us back on schedule of recording a week before we release. Where That's we, smart, yeah, yeah. yeah. That works so a lot better. We'll finally be like caught up um, to back where we used to be. Um, which works out better because we record Monday and then I usually release it Tuesday, but that means like between Monday morning and Tuesday when we release, I have like to do all the editing. I have to yeah. make the little card, edit the video, edit all the audio. Um, and then it takes hours just to like get everything uploaded. Mm-hmm. It's, I like to have that little, uh, little pillow, little cushion of like a week, mm-hmm. little buffer point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, we're recording this, um, but we actually, this won't come out till next week. Well, whenever you're hearing this is when it came out. But When you hear you know, it, it's yeah. when it came out. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so that's that's cool. That's exciting. I'm glad we're getting back on track with that because yeah. that always makes me feel better. 
Um, <clears throat> but uh, so what's new with you? We got, um, we got a little uh, catching up to do, I guess. You watch anything new? You uh, no. I've been on the camo grind. Same, but I took a break on the days I work. Sure. I just can't. I try not to stay up. At least having like screen time till like yeah, eleven thirty or so. Yeah. Um, no, I feel you on that. I went bald. You did. You went yeah. bald officially. Yeah. Took you bowling one time. Now you're just bald. Yeah. Well, you know I've been debating about it for like a while. But you know what the next step is? What? In your path to baldness. Um, Bald is just a stepping stone. Where does that lead, Nathan? Um, mm, Where does it lead? Where does it lead? Hold on. I don't like this concentration (laughs) face. Like your eyelids are like twitching and stuff. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know where's it lead. I'm new to this. To getting uh hair reconstruction surgery. No. What? Getting your dome blasted, bro. I told you. I was waiting on you. I gotta wait on your busy schedule. Do you wanna uh what urban dictionary what dome blasted means for the uh the listeners um, that might not be, you know, hip to the lingo? Um is that safe for work? SFW for sure. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, getting my head tattooed. What do you want? I don't know. That's the hard part. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Cause I, do like I did. Let's do like like fine line black and gray stuff. I thought tough. about that just because like it's going to be out in the sun a mm-hmm. lot, you know, and if I yeah. get something colored, it's going to fade. I can call it like a skull in a rose or something like that. Yeah, um, but like uh, like eighties L.A. biker style would be tight. Or even like I don't know. There was something I saw. It was on side of this dude's head. It was like kind of Geiger esque. It's kind of like what you like to do, but it was like little skulls, like simple, but it had like all the like tubes and kind of shit like that. But I feel like where did you see hurt. that at? It was on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Yeah, it doesn't sound familiar. I don't think I've seen that. I'm sure I have it saved on my phone somewhere. That I don't want to do the hot stuff thing on the side of my head. Oh, you're gonna do that for Luke? Yeah, right? but I got his name behind my ear. Sure. I just want something that looks tough. Yeah. Uh, like a overcooked steak. Ye- uh, I can't. I'm trying like to like that kind of tough. <laughs> Those are tough, right? Yeah. Like it's not tender. But it has to be more like visually appealing mm, than okay. an overcooked steak. You know what I mean? Like something like um like Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger doing the hand grasp thing. That looks tough. Yeah. You son of a bitch. I wouldn't get that, but yeah, you got something you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> <laughs> iconic. No? Yeah, 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 it's iconic. Yes, like, let's scene. do that. The meme. No, I'm not doing that. The meme. No, that's on the side of my head. I'm not doing that. You don't want to do a meme on the side of your head? No. With like the impact font, like <laughs> big white bold letters? Uh, just give me um, fine line typewriter font head tattoo. 
just the word head yeah. tattoo with like a period at the end. Yeah, that'd be cool. No, no, I would never do that. Um, I don't know. You gotta get something for no, no. I was gonna say like you could get something for like your mom, so she would be less mad. She's extremely Germanic. She already very does. German, right? Yeah. And now I'm thinking of you getting like German imagery. On your white bald head. Yeah, that doesn't. <laughs> no, I I thought about that too, and that's the same conclusion I came to. Yeah, this is. I don't. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not. I, gonna co- end I couldn't well. do that. Yeah, no. it's not going to end well. Um, I'd probably kill myself. <laughs> we have to pump the brakes on that one. Yeah, rein that one in a little bit. Um, so uh, maybe like a cyber hawk. That'd be pretty tiny. Oh, I know something I could talk about. What? Jeremy came through. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Christmas present from Australia. I'm so pumped. So Jeremy found a copy of Little Spies, which we had previously talked about. Was it on his episode? I don't know. I think y'all just talked about it like during uh, like his appointment or whatever. It might be. Little Spies is like an old Disney like channel movie. Like not like it ever came out in theaters or anything, you know. It was was one Disney of those, like, Channel TV a thing movies. back then? It was called like Disney. It's what I remember. TV or something, something like that. I remember like Disney XD and Disney Channel, but that was like after I was like five years old. But it was a Disney movie that was like a straight to TV. Yeah, it was like made for TV. I was gonna say maybe it was like on ABC Family or something like that. I don't remember because Disney owns ABC. Anyway, Little Spies. So there's a guy who is dog napping. It's like this underground dog napping ring. And then they steal this kid's dog. But this kid and all his friends go to Mickey Rooney, who's like a World War II vet that helps them come up with like a commando style uh, mission to break in and get the dog back. Tight movie. It was a straight-to-TV movie, and to my understanding, it never even released on VHS or DVD. So the only copy Jeremy was able to find, I'm pretty sure, is, like, homemade. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's a guy that's, like, burning DVDs and then creating labels and creating boxes, Mm -hmm. like, just in his kitchen or whatever, in Australia. (laughs) So, but I'm so pumped on that. I'm so pumped on that. I haven't watched it yet. I just got it like two days ago. And there's actually, if I'm being honest, which I think is usually the best policy, there's a large part of me that's like a little apprehensive to watch it and have it not live up to my memories. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? It's always like the worst. It's like, oh, this is so good. I can't wait to rewatch it. I remember as a kid, you're like, ooh, this is complete dog shit. Watch, I pop it in and it's like dubbed in Chinese or something like <laughs> that, you know? <laughs> like, ah. You oh, know? then we better rip it out of the PlayStation and throw it across the street. Dang, that was aggressive. What? I would just watch it on mute. Oh. And then we would do the thing where, like, you try to do the voiceovers, you know? Did Reading you ever do that subtitles? when you were a kid? No, that was, like, more of, like, I got older. Yeah, okay. I, was, I mean, I was, like, a teenager. Yeah, guess, yeah, you yeah. Know? It was about right time. But I'm, like, I'm pushing 40. So, in my mind, teenager is, like, when I was a kid, you know? But yeah, we would. It was like a game. We would mute the TV, and then we would try to like do voiceovers of what we thought they were saying. 
and try try to be funny. You know, like write your own script or whatever. Yeah. We wouldn't even write it. It would just be like, like the same thing. No, we'd just be like staring at it. Like, <laughs> you know, like you yeah. kind of had your character, so you just had to talk whenever they were talking. But so like it like has, still like carried the dialogue. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you had to like kind of be quick. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't. I don't this is a stu- it's was stupid. literally stupid. I don't know why I brought that up. It's literally Beavis and Butthead. Is that what they do? Yeah. Oh, well, then, yeah. in front of the TV. I never watched Beavis and Butthead. Uh, I don't really like it. I like it. It's it's not as good as King of the Hill. No, I knew they, like, sat in front of the TV, but they did the mute voiceover thing. Well, like, they would have, like, uh, music videos, and then, like, when they got to, like, the early 2000s, they did, like, voiceovers for, like, reality shows. See, I always think more of, like, uh, Mystery Science Theater. Did you ever watch any of those? Uh, not It till... was, like, the... I alien and the robot and the dude, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. they're like sitting in a theater watching a movie and then they're just like talking crap about the movie yeah. the whole time, basically. Well, I saw Beavis and Butthead before that. I didn't see that till like it was out on Netflix and stuff. Really? Uh-huh. Because Mystery Science Mystery Science Theater is pretty old. Yeah, but I don't know what it was playing on, what if, if it was on TV. I mean, I started watching Beavis and Butthead around the time I was watching South Park. Let's see what Google has to say. It's like eight years old, which um, M S T three K. Uh, so oh, it came out in the year three thousand. Okay, <laughs> just <playing. laughs> um, first episode air date November twenty fourth, nineteen eighty eight. Dang, yeah. And then the final episode air date. Well, it says final episode, December 16th, 2022. But I don't know if that means it was canceled or that's just when the last one was released. I'm pretty sure it's the last one that was released. I think so, yeah. I didn't know they were still doing it. I don't... I, I The old one I enjoyed. Uh, I don't... I watched maybe one of like the, the recent stuff they put out on Netflix or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it as much. It's probably just more of a nostalgia thing. Maybe. Or is it like the joke's not hitting as hard? Maybe it's just like a testament to like that style of comedy uh, is kind of dead. No, for sure. You know, like comedy's evolved. And I think what worked 20 years ago, 30 years ago doesn't necessarily work today. Is that you why know? you don't really like comedy movies now? Mm, I, don't, you just I don't know. always never really liked them? I've never been a huge fan. Um I've definitely used to like them more than I like them now, but I've never been a huge fan of comedy in general. Um, I think now I don't like that it tends to cater more to like unlikable people. Yeah, it's like the the degeneration of society. Like the shittier yeah. a person someone is, well, the I more think that's we always like. been a part of like comedy, like shows and movies, but it's not as like. But, as I mean, much not, as the focal point of like, not necessarily, because like, like okay, let's look at sitcoms. Okay, mm-hmm. sitcoms in the '90s, they all followed a formula, and even if like the main character was like kind of a doofus or whatever, mm-hmm. like the husband was like kind of a dummy, and the wife was like kind of smart and way out of his league, yada yada. No matter what, at the end of each episode, there was a resolution and like a lesson learned, you know. Like yeah. every episode, every episode of every sitcom, it would be like conflict, you know, 
and then learning moment that would lead to resolution, and then it would end with this nice, neat little bow where it's like, oh, they learned about family, or they learned about sharing, or they learned about you know friendship, whatever. And and ultimately, if you were to dumb it down to its very core basics, it was about people learning to become better people. Yeah. And comedy today is about us glorifying terrible people and them having zero... Um, desire to become better people and then we wonder why everyone walking around is like kind of a scumbag that has zero ambition to like better their life like the npcs of this world you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. which are more and more and more common every day no you know i get that and it's because like that's what we glorify Mm -hmm. you know and that's why i don't i don't like comedy anymore the last like funny show like like that's recent uh, it would probably be Modern Family. I enjoy Modern Family, but Modern Family, I feel like, is more of a takeoff of old sitcoms than it is. Yeah. Than it is like Always Sunny or Workaholics or you know those type yeah. of shows where it's just it also like, has like kind of crappy uh, people. Was it like the film style of like The Office? Yeah, where it's like the the little interview, it's like type fake reality show yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Which I think works well, but you have all those different characters. I also just really like the dude that plays Phil, the main, the dad, you know, oh, the main yeah, character, yeah, yeah. Phil Dunphy. I yeah. can't ever remember. Every time I'm discussing him, I call him Phil Dunphy because I can't <laughs> remember the actor's name. But he's done a lot of really funny stuff. Like, uh, <sighs> did you ever see that skit of Key and Peele yeah, where, where he, he was like a Nazi? Nazi uh... Yeah, <laughs> I showed you that earlier this week. Really? Yeah, we're King and Michael Keys oh, on the like, floor, and he's like dodging <laughs> like the bayonet. No, no, no. It's a completely different one. The one I'm talking about, Phil Dunphy shows up at their house, and he's like, oh, we heard there might be two, and he uses an outdated term yeah. for black people. Okay. Um, and <laughs> and Key and Peele are like in white face. They're like, yeah. nope, nope, we ain't seen none of them around yeah, here. I've seen know? that one, too. And he's like, oh, what's your name? And, and uh King and Michael Key's like, oh, Baron uh, Schnitzel Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, he, he does like all these weird little side character things. What is that dude's name? I need to figure it out. It's going to drive me nuts. Uh, Can you not break the sound barrier like that? Phil. I probably shouldn't. Phil Dunphy. Uh, okay, I should probably look up Modern Family. I'm on IMDb and I typed in Phil Dunphy, which isn't, you know, that's not how it works. Uh, Ty Burrell. Ty Burrell. See, and like, he's one of those, like, if you see his face, you know him instantly. Everybody knows who this dude is. Yeah. But nobody could tell you his name. You know? Yeah. He's just one of those guys. Man. I liked uh, the German guy. Let's see, he was like at the beginning of like Inglorious Bastards, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody know. knows that dude, but I could not tell you his he was name. He's in Django. Yeah, yeah, that guy. He's actually German, too. And he's a great actor. Yeah. Like, I, like he's like a revered, like award winning actor, yeah. but I, I could not tell yeah. you his name. I can't remember. And like when you see him, you're like, oh, I love that dude. I bet this is a good movie. Yeah. No clue what his name is. Yeah. It sucks. Now I got to figure out what that dude's <laughs> name is. <laughs> I think he was also in um, Jungle Book. Whoa, whoa. Was it Jungle Should Book? Should I do Django? Christ- it, no, Christoph Waltz. Yeah. That's his name. Christoph Waltz. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I knew it was something German. You know, I saw him recently in uh, The Muppets Most Wanted. 
Really? You you like the Muppets? Yeah, I like the Muppets. I love the Muppets. Who's your favorite Muppet though? Maybe Gonzo. I was gonna say Gonzo's in like I'd say it's in between like Gonzo and um I like Fozzie Bear a lot too. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you give up yeah, Fozzie yeah, Bear. Waka, 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 <laughs> you know? I don't know. I like um, him. What's his name? Beaker. Beaker? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you strike me as a beaker kind of dude. I like Beaker Kermit and Gonzo. Yeah, um, and Kermit's good. And like know. my favorite, like Sesame Street character is Grover. Muppets Most Wanted. No, I haven't, dude. It is hilarious. Is that the one with? Uh, it's hilarious. It, uh, Ricky Jason. Gervais is in it. He's oh, like okay. a, the I'm main of the actor. dude from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I know he's in one of Jason Siegel. Yeah. Uh, I think he was just straight up in the Muppets because it was oh, probably okay. like twenty. Maybe fourteen or fifteen. They like re redid the Muppets basically. Mm-hmm. So the Muppets Most Wanted is the movie that comes out immediately after that. There's one with Brent, uh, Brendan but Fraser. It's too, hilarious right? because there's this part where, so so the whole plot of the movie is that this uh, evil Russian frog gets broken out of prison. <laughs> they, he, it's literally Kermit, you know, but he has a mole on his face. <laughs> <laughs> it. it it's really funny. Like you should see it because it's like he then st- sets it up to where Kermit winds up in prison because like the frog. You know the meme where it's like Kermit and he's looking at another Kermit, but the other Kermit yeah. has like a hood Is that over from his that face. movie? And that's what it's from. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally Kermit looking at like the evil Russian Kermit, and he like glues a mole to his face and then like sends him to prison. So everybody thinks that Kermit is the Russian guy, and then the Russian guy like puts a little green dab of paint on his mole, and everyone thinks he's Kermit. But he's like, you know, everybody be talking to him, and he'll be like, "Yes, I'm Kermit the Frog." Like, like doesn't even like, yeah. like try to mask his accent or anything. And every it's really funny. It's funny and like a. It's made for kids. It's a family movie, but yeah. there's like the subtle adult humor that yeah. like. Kids wouldn't get why it's funny, but it's funny. You know what I mean. One of my favorite clips. I uh, grew up on the Muppets. It's though, so. uh, Kermit, but he he's like dressed up as Indiana Jones. And he like yeah. he covers his eyes and shoots behind him, <laughs> and he hits the dude. Uh, that's, th- that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of like humor, especially in the more recent Muppet movies. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think now all the kids that grew up with the Muppets like in the 80s and the early 90s are like adults so the movie's kind of more being made for them Mm -hmm. so like the humor I feel like has like matured a little bit where Mm -hmm. there's like stuff that was funny in the originals just because of like how ridiculous it looks like when they show Kermit's full body like it always (laughs) looks ridiculous you know what I'm saying so like I don't think that was originally intended to be the joke, just like kind of how bad his it whole body over looked. time. But now they like use that to mm-hmm. like sort of enhance the humor a little bit. You know what I'm it saying? It does look funny. Yeah, and it, it is. It's always funny, you know? So there's like parts in that one where he's like running through the prison, the <laughs> Russian one, and he's like doing karate on all these guards and everything. And it just like looks absolutely ridiculous. It looks like when Yoda fights in Attack of the Clones, oh, yeah. you know? So, but like, I don't know. It it makes it funny because of how stupid it looks, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like I think like they get it now. They're like, oh, like this looks terrible. Well, like the people that grew up watching that are probably the ones writing the screenplay exactly. and everything now. Exactly. Um Wow. Time flies. We're already coming up on thirty minutes. Uh anything you want to touch on before we get Jeff up in here? Because obviously once he's here, the um, conversation's just gonna be about that, you know. Um 
I don't know. I ain't got nothing. Um, I just hope, you know, just keep the ball rolling. You know? Okay, so you literally have nothing to say. All right, and, we'll be right back. Uh, <laughs> hope we don't break stuff. I hate you. <laughs> Okay, Jeffrey Star. Sorry, <laughs> Jeff Story. <laughs> so close, <laughs> so close. Yeah. Common mistake happens yeah. the best. Of it. What's up, dude? Not much. Um, well, I mean, let's uh, let's. Uh, so I've already let everyone know the reason you're here. Yeah. But let's start off with who the hell are you? Uh, uh, Jeff Story. Recently retired from the military and don't what, really have shit to do. So what was your MOS? Yeah. Uh, I was a thirteen Fox. So it's a forward observer, which is now they call it a joint fire support specialist because we do cool shit with the Air Force and all that kind of stuff. Dropping bombs, helping drop bombs anyways. Tight, tight. Yeah. So now I ain't got shit to do. Just retired. Let me get you a tiny bit closer to your mic. Just, a little just, bit. Yeah. Like like I said, you, yeah, pretty, like you pretty much need to like touch it. Yeah, okay, cool. for, for sure. At least it doesn't smell bad. So um, we got that. This, this is the stinky one. Yeah. I made sure I, I took the stinky one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so uh, like when you say recently retired, like like recently, like yeah, like it's November, been, yeah, like, a couple months yeah, at this point I've for been sure. Like a civilian for maybe forty days, and so far you've done absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing productive. You're like a drain on society, at pretty this much. Point. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm breathing uh, oxygen and yeah. you know walking around at some points and and micro brewing beer, yeah. so that way you have an a legitimate excuse for your alcoholism. Exactly. Okay, yeah. cool. You know, I, I'm not buying actual beer. Like yeah. I'm buying the stuff and just the product. You're like that guy that uh, bums cigarettes all day, and you say, like, oh, but I, I, no, I don't buy. I don't That's buy right. them. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I just bum them. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not a smoker. Yeah, I'm not a smoker, yeah. so that doesn't make yeah. me a drinker. I don't buy them, you know. Um, yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right. Here, here's the deal. Yeah. You know why you're here. Yeah. You know why stuck. we want you here. Yes. So <laughs> I started this episode off by saying like, oh, you know, like in light of uh, some of the more recent documentaries, we learned that there was actually a lot of terrible stuff that happened there. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I don't want it to appear that we're making light of the tragedies that certain people went through, <laughs> yeah. you know, but we do want to hear about Woodstock 99 from the perspective of someone that was there. Um and all I would say is maybe keep in mind that it was probably the worst day of somebody's <laughs> yeah. life. Okay? Yeah, it was definitely probably traumatic for yeah. a lot of people. I would definitely say that. So, so I definitely want the uncut raw version, but maybe yeah. like maybe we should tone down the like 
it was the most awesome day, and I would love <laughs> yeah. everything to happen like that again. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, I mean there definitely were like awesome parts to it, but I'm like, sure, yeah, 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 towards the end it definitely got wild. Well, and there's so. a lot of people that it was probably the best time of their life too. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So, and, and you strike me as one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I mean, I definitely got in the car driving away, and I was like, man, that was great. Oh, <laughs> like that was okay. awesome. <laughs> All right. So, like, let's preface, let's backstory. Woodstock '99 was an absolute travesty. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was. It's definitely a point in, in musical in American history. Uh, so the entire thing was a Air Force base, right? Yeah, it, it was an abandoned you know, Air Force base. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. Griffiths Air Force base. It's like outside of Rome, New York. So from like where I lived in Rochester. It's maybe like a three-hour drive. Took okay. a little bit longer just because traffic and stuff like that. Obviously, because of the, the festival. But. So let's let's just from the beginning, okay? Yeah. You you heard about this event that's coming up? You want to go? Yeah. You and some buddies went. So uh, me and my buddy said, me Re- and my same buddy Steve. Uh, we went to Woodstock '94 with redacted. His mom. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I didn't say his last name. Yeah. He, he probably wouldn't listen to that. There's so many Steves in New York. It could be yeah, anybody. Yeah, ninety four was uh, Mudstock, right? Uh, yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. pretty gross. But okay. it, nowhere near as bad as ninety nine. Like it was pretty, pretty tame. In well, okay, talk so. to me about ninety four, and then like the anticipation that that helped build for you personally when you heard ninety nine was coming up. Yeah, so I mean, like ninety four, like I was. 13 when i went you know okay. i didn't turn 14 until after that and his mom was like hey you guys want to go do this like his mom went to the original woodstock like mm. it's going to be great like all this kind of stuff and we're like yeah hell yeah like let's do it so his mom took us to that one and you know being 13 you don't you're more interested in like the music and stuff like that sure. and the stuff that you do know and like yeah. obviously mm-hmm. with supervision there it's a little bit different so you're not who, like who was at 94 because 99 really turned i mean there was a lot of artists at 99 but yeah. everything you hear about it was like the new metal craze yeah it really yeah. Over 99. Uh, 94 was green day right Right. So I think think Green Day was there like in their like infancy of before they really got big. There was a couple other bands. Who do you like remember? Like, I don't remember shit. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, like me and me and my buddy just kept like dipping away from his mom in the crowd and like, you know, getting high and like then we'd walk back and she'd be like, where'd you guys go? We're like, oh, we just the crowd took us that way. She's like, oh, okay. Um, But like, you know, we only spent, I think for 94, I think we only spent like two days there. We weren't there for the whole thing. And so like we showed up like whenever she decided that she wanted to take us there. So it wasn't like full blown like when we went to. Yeah. So. So in terms of like comparison of 94 to 99, as far as like crowd size, crowd energy, like 99 was 100 times bigger. So it was just like night and day. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, 94 is like what 99 was supposed to be. Yeah. Supposed to be like calm, more (laughs) about the music and all that other stuff. But I will say like, like. With 94, like, it was weird because, like, they had, like, a money system. Like, you didn't have money, like, changing hands. So, like... It was, like, tickets you, or yeah, something you, that you would like, buy. Like, when you go to, like, a carnival, you have to exchange money for exactly. things to get stuff from the vendors inside and stuff like that. So, you know, had they kept that same model, like, <laughs> maybe things might have gone a little bit better. But also, like, they're definitely ripping people off anyway. People are sure. making money. So. And I think they... I think they underestimated just how many people were going to show up, yeah. especially like once the walls started coming down yeah. and people weren't yeah. even like going through the gate anymore. Yeah. They were just <laughs> yeah, just crashing just the party, in- yeah. entering at their own risk, I guess. Yeah. Okay. When did now? Did you guys like? Uh, did you know you were going? 
No. So, like, he hit me up, gave me a call in my house, and was like, hey, you know, my, my mom got Woodstock on pay-per-view. Uh, you want to come over and watch it? We're like, yeah. So, like, pay-per-view was just, like, basically running it for, you know, 24 hours straight. Mm-hmm. You know, you got backstage. You got to see all that. The band's warming up, all that, because they just had cameras everywhere. And they would cut to some guy every once in a while and tell you what was going on. And they'd jump between the, the, the different stages and that kind of thing. Right. So we're sitting there. Yeah, because I think even MTV did, did, like, I think TRL was there. Yeah. And, and all those. Yeah, like, yeah. Kurt Loader was definitely there, like. I don't even know if most people know who he is anymore, but I think, yeah. Yeah. I think Carson was there too. Yeah, I Carson think that was David. like his start of like yeah. really becoming a big MTV person. Okay, so you go to your friend's house. Yeah, so we're sitting there like watching it, like doing our thing, <laughs> and then like all of a sudden it just erupts, and they're like, boom, the cameras pan, and they're just like a massive crowd, and the wall just there's like a big chunk of the wall just like peeled over, and people are just like you're talking about like the wall it. like keeping people out. <laughs> yeah, right? so it was like yeah, it was like a, yeah, like a, like a makeshift like fabric you know that like metal fabricated yeah you know like they make houses out of now and stuff like that that fabricated metal up up against the fence and certain portions to kind of keep it high enough and then there would just be boom you just see people just like pushing on it and eventually the wall just went over enough and like bent towards the top and people were just crawling over it and so you guys see that entrance is now free <laughs> exactly and you're like, that's only a few hours away that's right yeah let's uh he, he looked at me and he's like dude let's let's go check this out and i'm like <laughs> like okay i mean i ain't got shit going on like yeah. let's do this and, and so like his mom's like oh where are you guys going we're like well they crashed the wall and she's like okay like you guys are gonna go we're like yeah why not and so you know she threw like threw together some sandwiches he grabbed some stuff <laughs> we went over to my house grabbed some you know grabbed some stuff from my house some and we just, woodstock sandwiches yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah some peanut butter and jelly like, yeah you know you're gonna get hungry on the ride and, and then so, uh, we just took off so you're what 18 <clears throat> yeah so this is like july so like yeah i was 18 didn't turn 19 until like okay. after the, afterwards so like recently graduated high school like i graduated the year before but he had graduated uh that year and originally his mom was trying to get him tickets so it like sold out and back then like the fact that you could just pick up and take a weekend to go to woodstock makes me think that even then you were a drain on society yeah absolutely okay Okay, absolutely just check it yeah i had no ambitions you know what i mean definitely wasn't in college (laughs) you pile up you head that way I'm sure parking is an absolute nightmare. You guys park. So set the scene for like we're walking up to where you should be paying for admission. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we we found this like random like farm nearby. Parked the parked the truck. I'm they sure had, that like, farmer a, was stoked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I mean, he was making money. Um, oh, he was charging. Yeah. It was parking. like yeah, it was like ten dollars a day to park there. So he probably yeah, was. So, yeah. Yeah. So and like there was like trolleys and then there was like other farmers with their tractors that were just like shuttling people. Jeez. And so like we hopped on one of these trolleys, got to the thing. But by, again, it's like a three plus with the traffic. I think it took us like four and a half hours to actually get there. So by then they had already, you know, gotten the wall repaired and it had gone down, I think, in like two or three places by that point. Uh, but they had got it repaired to a point where people couldn't get in. So by the time we got there, we're like, 
oh fuck you know <laughs> you know so you we're just like pay? yeah so like i mean neither one of us were in a position to pay f- like the 200 dollars to get in yeah. for like the weekend or anything like that so and i think we spent like two bottles of water right yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i mean we walked the the perimeter probably once or twice just like the whole fence and it's it's massive just like looking for a chink looking in the for, armor yeah, yeah like a place where they just kind of like put it, something up behind there we could push in like you know we're doing our little perimeter checks trying to get in <laughs> and uh you know eventually we just like you know got down by one of the entrances and like you weren't allowed to bring alcohol in okay right so like outside these entrances or the gates where you'd have to like they had security and stuff like that for you to go and show like your tickets to get in or your wristbands and all that there would just be mountains and i mean mountains of beer where just, people had to leave where, them outside. Yeah, people just had to leave it outside. Yeah. So we're just like sitting there and people are just like throwing, tw- you know, 12 packs, six packs into these piles right before they're walking in. And, you know, there's a bunch of other people just sitting there that are just like pounding them before they go in and shit <laughs> like that. So we're like, well, fuck it. Let's just take advantage of it. And like, let's see what we can do. And if not, well, we'll just hang out here for the night. So we're sitting there and we're just drinking, drinking all this free beer that's basically been left in piles. And, you know, sitting there, we had the genius idea. Well, hey, well, let's go check it again. So we start go checking it around again, and we get towards this other gate, and I happen to notice a wristband on the ground. And I'm just like, there's no fucking way. And, of course, <laughs> like, you know, you're 18, and you're yeah. probably like a 12-pack in. Everything sounds like a great idea. <laughs> and we're just like, well, maybe we can get in, you know, like – these dudes are probably tired. Like they probably don't give a fuck at this point because they're not getting paid enough. Like, sure. Let's just try it. Right. So I, he's like, well, I'm not going to do it. I was like, fuck it. What are, what are they going to do? Tell us no, take the wristband and we're in the same position. We just go back to the pile and drink more beer, you know? <laughs> so I walk up to the dude and I'm just like, you know, Hey man, like my wristband broke in the mosh pit. Like I don't have my ticket on me. Cause of course the tickets are like really nice. They're supposed to be commemorative, like okay. all this other stuff. Like, you know, I left it in the truck and he's just like, well, we're not supposed to give you wristband if you don't have your tickets, even if it's broke. I'm like, come on, man. Like, my truck's, like, all the way over there. It's going to take me, like, two hours. Like, blah, 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 blah. He's like, all right, man, whatever. Like, really just did not give a shit and, like, slapped the wristband on me. Well, yeah, he's probably getting paid <laughs> yeah. 30 bucks a day, you know? Yeah. Like. <laughs> and, and so, like, you know, he did that. He's like, you got anything in your pocket? So I was like, no, I mean, I'm like, I just came from inside. Like, I just need a new wristband. He's like, oh, okay. And I just, like, walked in. And meanwhile, my buddy's just, like, sitting there. And he's like, you got to be shitting me right now. <laughs> he's, like, sitting on the gate. And I was just like, hey, just go to the beer pile. And, like, I was, like, you know, talking. Like, we went down the fence a little ways. I was like, look, just go to the beer pile. Wait. Let me see if I can find another b- broken wristband on the ground. I would say it probably took me about another hour. But I found another broken wristband by one of the <laughs> porter shitters. So I was like, bet. So I walked out gave him the wristband tried to do it at the same gate and the guys like that guy had left and there's a different guy and he was being an ass and he's like no mm-hmm. man we need a ticket blah 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 so we went and walked to like another like entrance point and another dude that was just like yeah man sure no problem was no big deal and we're in like we can't believe this happened like okay. this is fucking crazy and right that's now. day one <laughs> and that's yeah. that's day one where did you guys sleep in my truck. In the truck? Yeah. So I had like a 94 Ford Ranger. So, so like, but then like, so there was no issue now that you had wristbands getting back in on day yeah. two or day three? Yeah. Okay. No, you just showed your wristband as you walked in. Day one, from my understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, was more like what they wanted it to be, right? I yeah. feel like day two is when it kind of started to deteriorate. And then day three, it was just like all hell broke. Yeah. I, I would say probably by like the evening of like day two because like day one wasn't really like they had some bands but like 
it was more about like getting everybody into the into the place like all the vendors some of them were still setting up and getting ready and stuff like that and like you know a few like no name opening bands on a couple and there was still like like water and yeah it's still water but (laughs) like outrageous prices sure but they hadn't like run out of water people were like ready like thinking they were dying and stuff so they definitely underestimated the fact that like and and i get it right like growing up in new york like during the summer it's like the 80s it's humid yeah right but what they didn't take into consideration is is like they were literally on the actual airstrip for this thing Mm. so it's all concrete national so like no trees, no shit. Well, not to mention, no I mean, nothing. there was what, uh, like three hundred thousand people there. Yeah, and you figure each one of them minimum needs to drink like eight bottles of water a day. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. What, what's three hundred thousand times eight? You know, yeah, like they, yeah, they've got to have like four million bottles <laughs> yeah. of water, and, and you couldn't bring anything in. So like, you can't bring your yeah. own water in. You yeah. can't bring beer and like anything that's in any type of bottle. They're not letting you in. They're checking your bags, obviously, for like drugs and other sure. stuff like that. So people are like sneaking it in everywhere and all that kind of stuff. So. Like, if you're not getting it from a vendor inside, like, you ain't getting it. Sure. You know what I mean? And obviously, there's, like, campgrounds and stuff like that. So, you can go in and out as you will. So, like, but you had to pay to get that camp spot, like, right outside Mm. of the festival. You know what I mean? So, like, most people had, like, coolers and stuff like that. But, like, you know, it would take you – getting out was easy, but it could take you 20, 30 minutes to get back into the the festival and stuff like that, just going through the gate. Well, and and then, like, and if you're parked – yeah, if you're parked away. forever away, yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. So, um, okay. Day one goes off without a hitch. You're in. You guys go back to the truck. You sleep. Yep. You wake up probably extremely hungover yes. because you've been hot and drinking beer. Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Make it back into the venue. Okay. Yep. So, like, walk me through day two. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, day two was kind of wild. Like, um, we kind of had to, like, ask people because like we didn't have like you could get like commemorative books that would tell you like who was at like what stage playing where but mm-hmm. it's not like you got like a flyer it wasn't like we could pull it up on our phones because sure yeah, yeah. Or anything like that you know so it's kind of like wandering around like okay well who's playing at this stage so they had two they had the east stage west stage and that's where like big big names would play right uh, and they would kind of like offset them a little bit so you could kind of catch one and then maybe like catch run to the other one and catch that one and still be able to see like as many big names as you wanted sure Um, and then they had like little kind of satellite stages too and then they had i think they had uh one or two smaller stages for like smaller name bands and they the way they kind of and i mean they did a pretty good job of like setting it up so like you could see like some of the smaller bands still catch the big ones if you had to go all the way from the east side to the west side you could still make it in time where you might not catch them BSing at the beginning of it, you know, when they're just getting on the stage yeah. and playing around, getting their settings straight. But you could, you might miss the first song, but you could get there, sure, you know, in sure. time, you know, to do your thing. And, so. and were there bands that you guys were there to see? Were you just there to be there? Or was it like you knew, like, we, we want to catch this show, we definitely want to see that show, you know? So, I mean, there was definitely, like, a couple – like people like um so this was like you know corn was still big yeah corn was playing uh seven dust was getting big 
wanted to see seven dust um you know limp biscuit was you know in their primes right then there too yeah. so like we wanted to see limp biscuit red hot chili peppers were going to be there uh my buddy really wanted to see Willie nelson and we made sure we saw him like yeah. he was there and that, that was pretty cool. cool uh the only time and i think that was probably like the first i would say if i was going to classify it a country concert the first yeah. one i ever went to were, you, it was did awesome, you, were so. you guys really excited that jewel was going to be there <laughs> no <laughs> no definitely not but i mean kid rock uh james but, brown would have been tight i'm just saying yeah james <laughs> yeah. brown would have been tight that see. whole story in the beginning where he's like oh i'm not playing until i get my money up front yeah and he's like kind of forced to like yeah. just open up well i think once his team like saw the crowd and stuff they're like yeah. nah you you probably want to play this show bro <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm saying but yeah okay Wimp biscuit yeah is that so it, the documentary i don't know if you've even watched it or not i haven't watched any of them to be it's honest. it's really because good. i don't like it's actually good but it might change your perspective on like damn i was really a part of <laughs> yeah, that yeah you know? so, and like that's the thing right because like we were talking about it before and i was just like man like i've seen them but like it's the same thing like i don't want it to ruin my experience because i was actually there and then i see like like oh damn was i that be- that much of a hoodlum like <laughs> i can't i can't tell you i i have gone back to see if I can see you, yeah. you know, like yeah. hanging from a rafter somewhere, <laughs> yeah. like pulling down a tower, you know. What I mean? <laughs> um, so, was day two like? Did did it? Was it starting to like feel sketchy yet, or, no, or did it yet. just feel like day one? No, it felt like it felt more like day one. But I will say, like towards that night is when like stuff started getting wild because that's when like. Is that when they did the rave and stuff too? Yeah, it was like the night of night uh, yeah. two, right? Night two, yeah. So between so, day and, two and day three, yeah. And I had forgot about so like the rave happened kind of after the concerts in one of the hangers. Yeah, and I forgot that I'm pretty sure, like halfway through whatever they were doing, a car like wrecked through the building. Yeah, that's that's yeah. part of the documentary. Yeah. <laughs> so I have so I haven't seen the documentary, but like I was in the hangar and I just remember like a bunch of people being like, "Oh shit, what was that?" like yeah. unoblivious to whatever's going uh, on. Like, well, apparently <laughs> that car actually was I think like a girl got 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 in there oh, too. Really? Yeah, like Ugh. like yeah, that whole thing was actually a pretty like horrible experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. About that. Yeah. But no, like I was just thinking Jeff about was that. not in yeah. near yeah. had anything to do with the car. Yeah, it wasn't in or near the car, but yeah. no, I was in the building. I was just thinking about that. I was like, man, I think a car ran into the building. Yeah. Yeah, like, it like drove through the hangar bay, yeah. I think, but it yeah. was just trying to like but that's and that's what I was saying like so like night 2 leading into day yeah. 3. Yeah. So like that I think that was like the trigger. Like that event. Well, plus right there. like nobody slept on night two because everyone was at the rave yeah so instead of like getting rest they were you know doing ecstasy and cocaine (laughs) and and getting drunk and yeah they were doing everything um did you guys do did you stay for the whole rave or did you just kind of hang out and then go back to the truck uh we hung out for like the majority of it um but like day three is like like it ramped up every day so like day three was like all the big like headliners were gonna start like playing, you know. And so that's when Limp Biscuit was. I think Corn yeah. was that yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the kind of the day I guess that everybody's also looking forward to. Yeah. But at this point, everyone's thirsty. Everyone's tired. Yeah. Everyone's so, like, like yeah. hot. It was like showered. a shit show. Like the they, so they had like an aid station like tent. Yeah. Right. And that thing was just like overflowing with people with like ivs and yeah. like at that point they people couldn't like even dehydrated yeah people couldn't stuff. even like they couldn't even keep water cold at that point it was just pallets of water and yeah. they were just like handing them out and then that's when things started getting wild too because like 
you couldn't even barely get water from any of the vendors because they were selling out so quickly. So people were like raiding and the, the aid station tent and like yeah. stealing cases of water. The documentary also talks about that there were like sinks and stuff outside of the porta bodies, but like all that was like there was something to do with the water was actually like completely contaminated with like all the human feces. And yeah, so yeah. people were trying to like drink out of the sinks, mm-hmm. but they were like basically but, drinking shit yeah, water. You and know? they weren't really like, they're not like real sinks. It's like the, you know, they have like the like outdoor ones where you like push the foot. Pedal yeah. There's like a little water. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. But like people are still for. trying to like, you know, drink yeah, out of yeah. it and stuff like that. But yeah, by like the, even like by the end of day two, the porter shitters were like literally overflowing. Like people weren't even trying to go yeah. anymore. Like they were and just dude, like go in between them. And I feel like drop, the, drop. the whole thing, literally, literally, you let people bring in their own water. Yeah. Everything else, sure. You guys want to get drunk? Yeah, we're going to charge you nine bucks yeah. a beer, whatever. Yeah. But like, I think. The fact that people were like passing out from dehydration, everyone was feeling dehydrated, nobody was getting enough water. Yeah. And I think people started to feel like like cattle. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and, and I think that was like what started to lead to the tipping point. Yeah. Because by the time that all hell broke loose, you know, which according to the documentary is pretty much during Limp Biscuit's set. They they make it sound like the song break stuff is when people yeah. like just lost their minds and started breaking stuff, you yeah. know. Which I don't know if was so, that accurate or so I, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. most definitely, right? So there was like some okay. really like, oh, like well, well that's what I started <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, there was some like really like oh shit moments throughout the whole thing, right? Okay. So like, you know, uh um, Give me your give me your like the first moment. Where you realize, like, oh, this is going th- off. This the is rails. actually like yeah. sketchy. Like, um, so I don't remember what day it was, but um, who was it? I think it was Atlantis. Like okay. when Atlantis is on set, like people were chucking bottles and <laughs> stuff like that, just yeah. randomly hitting like random people. Yeah. It was more so like you know just drunk people doing drunk sure. things, sure. right? And then especially when there's three hundred thousand yeah. drunk <laughs> yeah. people. And then there's know? like Ugh. you know then there's a set uh, where Wyclef, right? Wyclef did like a tribute to Jimi Hendrix, I think, and did like his rendition of like the Star Spangled Banner or yeah. something like that, kind of how he is did that, it. And then, is that like, the one where every single bottle yeah. in the whole so place? So there's two was... points where that. So okay. that was one of them where they were just like launching, right? Yeah. But then when Kid Rock was on, uh, like, yeah. that's when it got yeah. wild because it was like Ba Wada Ba was playing. <laughs> And like you know, when he just like at the first thing, Which, and he's like, "My name is Kid Rock," and he does that whole thing, and then it just like breaks off. I'm like, you know, you see in the movies where just like arrows flood the sky and it like takes <laughs> out like the sun. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's exactly like bottles. And, let, and let's just for people in the audience that maybe the 90s wasn't their heyday like it was for for men like us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who are a little older. What you need to understand is at the time. In 1999, <laughs> Ball with the Ball was like the hardest song on the planet yeah. at that moment. You know yeah. what I mean? By today's standards, it's tame. But back then, you yeah. know, that was like the the echelon of like angry music. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the, the pit in front of that when like it started going off and the bottles were just going like wild. Yeah. Like probably had about four or 500 people just like running in a circle, just yeah. like beating Jeez. everybody. And the like, closest I've ever come to that was a Carnifex concert. And the, the pit, like there was like an assembly line of people that were just like carrying people out of the pit. Mm. Yeah. That's, just like noses bleeding yeah, and yeah. just like being handed down. You yeah. know what I mean? It was, it was insanity. And there was maybe like 
400 people in the whole venue, you know, yeah. versus 300,000. Yeah. So I could imagine. No, I mean, it's the same thing, right? It's like that was going just wild. And like all of a sudden you think somebody's body surfing. Like they're not crowd surfing. Like that's legit somebody who's like passed out cold yeah. getting handed to the back because some good Samaritan was like, oh, this guy might die. Yeah. Like, and you yeah. just see him go back and they're just like lifeless. And you come back, people's noses are completely sideways, yeah. you know, missing teeth, blood everywhere. And like all you see is just like elbows and fists in a fury and just this tornado of people see, in the front and of the that's stage. what i'm that's what i'm trying to trying to express to some of the listeners that might not understand in 1999 kid rock could have that effect on <laughs> yeah him. yeah you know this is before him and cheryl crow were yeah. saying about pictures yeah you know yeah. back then that was like if you were an angsty white kid that had nowhere to direct your rage, <laughs> yeah. like Kid Rock was your that's right. that was the anthem, you know, yeah. and corn yeah, and exactly. Limp Biscuit, you yeah, know what I mean? You know, you're just drinking your monsters and yeah. going full Kyle on your drywall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's how you got rid of your anger. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay. So day two, night two, we're leading into day three. And so this the, the biggest acts are are like the sun's kind of starting to go down, right? Yeah. Because I think from the, the videos ones. that I've seen, like yeah. Limp Biscuit, it looked like it was literally like sunset while they yeah. were playing, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and it so again, and uh to to confirm from <laughs> first first hand experience, <laughs> yeah. break stuff. It was yeah. was that like that was it was wild. Like so it, at that it, point, I feel like it never recovered from that point. No, no. that's no. when like towers were coming yeah. down yeah. and scaffolding. Yeah, so like and then the fire started. Yeah, <laughs> well, so like I was on the scaffolding. Me and my buddy were on the scaffolding. That's why I was trying to find yeah. you in the video. Yeah, <laughs> and so like, like we so we were at the other stage. Okay. So by the time we're like, oh shit, like Limp Bizkit's playing, like we're raced, you know, to get over there. We kind of missed the, you know first one or two songs that they played and so like we wanted to see what was going on yeah and we we're towards the back so we climbed up you know they had like the sound monitor in the back oh with these sure yeah. fenced off with this big <laughs> yeah, scaffolding you and just stuff wanted like to that. see what was going on yeah That's so it. we're like yeah let's let's go check it out we saw a bunch of other people on there like oh it doesn't look too sketchy and of course like <laughs> We didn't have any money, so every time, like before we went in, we're sitting on those, you know, mountains of beer, just yeah. like pounding them as much as we can, <laughs> going back and forth. Like, for, we, I mean, we ate for free, drank for free the entire time, yeah. right? Um, so you know, we're drunk, we're eighteen, nineteen, yeah. just just a recipe just, for yeah, disaster. Just <laughs> doing whatever we can. So like, we're like, oh, let's climb up the scaffolding. So yeah, break stuff happens. You know, he uh, Fred Durst gets out on a piece of plywood, yeah, and he's, he's crowd like surfing, surfing across right? the thing. The pit is going freaking wild. Like, and I'm I'm pretty sure they had to like rush him off. Like security had to get him off of there. Yeah, because because security could see like this is like a disaster I think that, that was that, waiting. For that's it to in the happen. documentary too. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. basically yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Like as soon as their set was over, they <laughs> yeah. were like back on the tour bus. Yeah. yeah. So you could see them like, you know, towards the end of that song, like the security guys were like jumping off the stage Jeez. and like going to like grab him and like trying to like get up to the board. Still on the and, plywood. Like, and he's right? still on yeah, the yeah. plywood <laughs> just doing his thing. And you know, West Borland still just going crazy, playing licks and stuff like that. I yeah. mean, it was a super long version of the song. Yeah, and they yeah. just getting the crowd amped up. So, like, energy's super high. By then, like, everybody's pretty drunk because it's late in the day, and everybody's getting their, like, second wind for, you know, the bands that are coming for the next, like, three, four hours. Sure. Uh, and stuff like that. So, like, yeah, that's when stuff, like, I would probably say that afternoon stuff started getting wild because, like, 
you know, there was like vendors walking around with like, you know, selling food and sandwiches and stuff like that. And they were getting like cracked in the back of the head, getting, you know, <laughs> taking their sandwich like trays and running. <laughs> they're just trying to support their <laughs> yeah, families. Just, yeah. yeah. You know, they're just trying to make their minimum wage yeah. $4 an hour at that point. And I mean, okay. definitely got some free sandwiches from one of the deals. <laughs> so the, uh, the documentary really tries to paint it as like, there was this powder keg that was about to go off and Fred Durst knew it and his whole ambition was to like set it off and cause chaos. Now, having been there, is that accurate? Do you think that like he knew what he was doing? He was trying to do it or do you think it was just like, it it was just a perfect storm. He was just performing, just doing his thing and it, you know, it was what it was. So I would say like, it's one of those, like the conditions were set and he really didn't have to do much. Yeah, but play yeah. into the crowd. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because by that afternoon, like people had already, like people were stealing kegs from the Budweiser tents, 12 packs, bottles. Yeah. They had like ransacked it. And there's like nothing they could do. These people don't get paid enough to like mm-hmm. fight these people off. Sure. Like, yeah. They're stealing water from the water things. Like I said, like people are walking around selling food, would just get like, you know, ransacked <laughs> and get all their food stolen. And they just like, be like man i don't get paid enough for this and just like drop the food and walk away because yeah. i don't want to get beat down but I the mean, documentary even talks about how like by the the night of the third night like most of the vending booths were just yeah. like abandoned yeah. Like, yeah all the product was there but they yeah. just like mm-hmm. left yeah like, because nope, i'm good yeah they didn't want to deal with they didn't want to deal with it and like i mean to you know granted people shouldn't be such big assholes but I sure, mean, when you're paying sure. you know you can buy a 30 pack of water from Walmart for like $3 today, yeah. but you're paying $10 for that one bottle. That's what of I'm water saying. Even if they like sold it for a dollar a piece, yeah, like yeah. you're fine, still making you're $10. Yeah. You're paying $20 for <clears throat> a stupid 16 ounce, you know, sure. Budweiser and like the, the tall, like red cans, yeah. you know what I mean? Or a Bud Light. Or I mean, something well, like that. And, and uh, so much of what happened there was greed, you know, because it's been examined obviously a lot now that it's after the fact, but like in the middle of it, um, it, it, like things were set in motion before that concert even started, like before day one decisions were made where like, it was always going to turn out how it did Yeah, because they were more concerned with like, Oh, Budweiser yeah. sponsorships yep. and $10 bottles of water yeah. and, and the greed aspect, I yeah. think, which I, I don't by any means want to justify that, but yeah. I cannot imagine amount of money because like, I think James Brown alone was like 500 grand or yeah. so it was something crazy. You yeah, know? It was yeah. ridiculous. And, and there, there's 60 acts and every single one of them has like a six figure, you yeah. know, like what they're, what they're being paid to be there type thing. So obviously they had to recoup money, but like the way they went about it, because I feel like charge whatever you want for alcohol. Yeah. It's frivolous, right? Yeah. But like water, that's like, a necessity. That's a basic and especially yeah. like it's not a three hour concert. We're like, oh, no. they can get drinks yeah, at the gas station on the way home. It's three days. You yeah. know? Like it's not like, oh, you guys could drink on Monday. You yeah, know? Middle <laughs> of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. yeah In the middle of nowhere and it's hot. You're yeah. on asphalt. Ex- it's the middle of the summer. And, and Everybody's think, getting uh, beat by the sun the whole time, you know? Yeah. And I, I remember going to warp tour. Granted, in Texas it's yeah, at the AT and T Center, it's yeah. ridiculous. But it's it, yeah, and it's like it was like 112 degrees yeah. at Warped. You know, like you you didn't even want to stand next to the crowd. <laughs> no. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, like you could feel while heat every, coming off of like humans. You right. know, while every band has their like Monster Energy drink yeah. can, but it's filled with water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think they've like they went to sleep at night feeling good about themselves because they're like, oh well. 
there's campgrounds and they can yeah. camp and we don't monitor what's in their coolers or yeah. anything like that. Oh, but we're like, providing water yeah. by the porta potty. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was you know like what I mean? brown like, like shit water. <laughs> they can do whatever they want outside of here. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. they can have as much coolers and all that, and we let them go back and forth as long as they show their wristband or their yeah. tickets or whatever. So I mean. They definitely didn't give two shits because they were making their their money off of whatever it is. Yeah, but I wonder what the the final. I think they discussed it the in the final cost, but I yeah, or like the final profit rather. You know, I bet it was insanity. Yeah, yeah. how much money they made off That's, of that? Yeah, I'm sure it was. Well, they wouldn't. Insane. Well, they wouldn't think about the damages too. <laughs> sure, and that's why I'll I'll be surprised if we ever see another Woodstock. Yeah. I mean, maybe, you know? but I don't think the not in the same venue. Like, it had to be somewhere I else. I don't think yeah. they can at all. Yeah. Because now I think the infamy of 99, yeah. most people going to the next Woodstock would just be trying to recreate it. Yeah. Like, like out of, I mean, that's true. Out of the legend, out of spite. Yeah, I don't they, know. They need to have their own version of it. I think, you know? yeah, people are going to want, like, to be a part of that. You know, yeah. I mean, here we are. For 20, 30, 24 years later, I don't know how yeah. math works. Twenty four <laughs> yeah. years later, yeah. talking about this event because it was literally yeah. like, like I said, it's it's part of American history. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and and I think it's a good like uh, litmus, right? It's a it's a good it's a it's an algorithm for how to not do this again. Well, yeah, because Bonnaroo I think started like a couple years after that one, sure. right? And then. Was it Coachella? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're both really massive multi day things, and even yeah. Coachella's like in the middle of nowhere. You know, well, and then you got what's that fire other one festival? That's a, fire yeah, fest. fire that didn't happen. But I, I also wonder if it's just the nature of humanity and the fact that we, especially as Americans, have become so almost lawless that. I just don't know that we can safely gather in groups this size anymore. <laughs> like, honestly, I mean, how many yeah. people died at that Travis Scott concert? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that was just one, that was a concert. It wasn't yeah. even a festival. Yeah. A it wasn't day, an all weekend. Hours, it, yeah. yeah, it was a, an evening concert and people literally died while he's basically on stage, like almost like egging it on. You yeah. know, I just think that pack mentality, yeah. like, you know, as soon as you're, as soon as you are in a group that exceeds like a hundred people, then, then the pack mentality becomes exponential for every hundred beyond that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And eventually you'll get to a point, especially when you're at 300,000, where all logic and rational thought has completely left. Yeah. You know, uh, like it's, it's gone. Like you don't, you're not even Jeff anymore. Yeah. You know, you're just like primate number 37. <laughs> yeah. And you know that all the other primates are agitated and someone's tearing down a building. And that means that I need to go tear down that building too. I don't even know why. Yeah. I just need to. Yeah. You know? And I mean, like, Again, they didn't do anything to help themselves. You sure. Know what I mean, sure. so like everybody's hot, everybody's drunk, everybody's on who knows what drugs, yeah. Yeah. and everybody's pissed off at the prices. And, and the one guy with the microphone is saying, <laughs> yeah. break things yeah, break right things. now. Yeah. Just break stuff. So, and I mean, you know? it, it was like he just, you know, he didn't even really have to say anything because, yeah. like, you know, the. <laughs> The powder keg was there. All he yeah, had to do yeah. was just like float yeah. that little ember, He's all, you know, towards it. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, like, yeah. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stuff. yeah. Um, but yeah, wild. I forget who went on after him. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'd have to look it I up. I can't remember. I know Red Hot Chili Peppers was on after. Yeah, that when they naked. did. That's when they did like the sock cock thing, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, walked he out was, like just naked the, the whole time. Yeah, yeah. just going. Burm, 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 burm. Um. Okay, so Limp Biscuit was actually like 
like I said, the sun was setting, so so there was still a good few few hours oh, of yeah. entertainment after them. Yeah. Uh, so at what point do you remember, like we'll say from from break stuff yeah. when towers were coming down and stuff, yeah. to the first time you realized like shit's on fire. Uh, you know, like when so, did the fires start popping up? So I think it was, um, I want to say right before or right around. I think they started playing like under the bridge. Okay, is when like shit started going wild. Like there was fires <laughs> at yeah. that point, and like probably just a little bit into the song, like you could notice like you know when there's like a really big fire yeah and you can see like flickers but like you can see like fiery shadows like on sure, things yeah and like you know me and my buddy were just like sitting there like talking and we're just obviously enjoying the music and he's like hey i think something's on fire and i'm just like what and we just happen to like look off and like we're looking at the stage so we like look off to the left side of the stage and there's just like there's shit on fire yeah and we're just like oh and then the, <laughs> like, and, what then, the hell? and then the fire started multiply yeah and then they started popping up in different little yeah. so like i don't i don't know how they started i don't know if it was like i mean i imagine at some yeah. point it was purposeful because i'm pretty sure it, that it was one of like sure. uh the 18 wheeler like trailers well that was like caught so what they had talked the about was that the some of the tour trailers started to catch fire and some of those had like propane tanks in them that yeah. then started like exploding and it was yeah. basically like a war zone <laughs> yeah so by that by the like and honestly, nobody gave a shit that that fire was going on. And like, we were looking at it and we're just like, oh shit, there's a fire. And there's like people over there. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay, well, they got it like under control. And like, you just go back to the concert because yeah. you're drunk and you want to have a good time. I think that's what happens though is everyone in those type of scenarios, and not just at this concert in general, when we're talking about that pack mentality, if you see something like that happening, the, the, gut reaction the the first obvious gut reaction is that everybody assumes somebody else has it under control yeah you know yeah yeah like oh so somebody's taking care of that yeah they got like fire teams on standby yeah. or something and like then that. literally like, that's their job nobody was taking care of <laughs> no it, you know because no. everybody assumes somebody else had it under control yeah you know um but yeah like i want to say after that song we probably played like another one and then like that's when like fires were erupting like sure. everywhere like we just kind of like at that point like people were starting to like you know, start racking on the scaffolding and stuff yeah. like that. So like me and my buddy had gotten down. Cause I was like, dude, I'm not, I'm not trying to freaking go down with this thing. Right. <laughs> and like, by the time we hit the ground and we kind of make our way through and stuff like that, we're just looking around and there's like fires over here. There's fires over there. There's just like people fighting. Like there's state troopers on quads that are like coming through and like getting off of them and like grabbing people and cuffing them, like flex cuffing them and yeah. stuff like that because they're getting into fights. And like, it just started escalating yeah like just getting wild from there and uh, it did yeah it like got, super it got wild. to the point where there was like yeah dudes in riot gear with like yeah. shields like going through the crowds and stuff yeah so like, like there, at first though it was just like the random you know state troopers and local police that were in there like trying to break up fights and stuff like that but i mean there was maybe like a handful of them sure and so like what are they going to do? And even at some points, the cops are like, I'm not getting into this. It's like me and my buddy and I have like my nightstick, but there's like 20 dudes that yeah. are like, who knows on what? And they're just going to destroy us. And like, there was at one point, like one of the cops had gotten into his cop car uh, that was in there and was trying to get on the radio or something. And we're just, we're just sitting there watching it. And like a herd of people just start like shaking it yeah. back and forth, shaking it back and forth. We're like, Oh shit. And next thing you know, the car's up and over and on, on top, just woo. <laughs> That's all you hear. And we're just like, Oh shit. And like, it got yeah. wild. Now 
you guys are young, full of testosterone, like you think you're invincible. Yeah. Was there ever a moment, especially toward the end, like during night three when shit was getting like really like actually scary, where yeah. you guys were like, hey, like we might want to think about like getting out of here. Like it's kind of getting a little sketchier than I'm comfortable with. Yeah. So, or were you part of the problem? No. So, I mean, <laughs> at first, definitely, right? Because yeah. we had walked past like they had busted open one trailer that was on fire and it had like you know, festival shirts and stuff like that on there. And you guys took so like, some. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They yeah. were throwing them. So we're like, <laughs> yeah. hell yeah, free shirts. You know what I mean? So we snagged a couple of them and stuff like that. Sure. And, uh, you know, nothing really happened to that trailer, but it was definitely probably over the course of like an hour. We're just like, yeah, we probably need to go because. And, and so are, is the concert over at this point? And now it's basically just the riot. Ensuing? Yeah. So like, yeah, at a certain point, like, the band had left like a lot of their shit was still like on the stage obviously their security got them off and and all that but like yeah i went into like full riot because people are pissed because they're like why did the music stop like it's still early like and and did they stop it early like because it started getting out of hand so they just stopped it stopped it so about what time do you think this is now I don't even think it was that late. I want to say it was maybe like 8 o'clock at night. Really? 8, 9 o'clock at night, something like that. And, and I think somebody was supposed to go on after the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't think do they were remember? the final one. No, I, I don't, don't remember. remember. Um, and then, so, what time do you think it was when, when you guys left? I want to say probably like 9.30. Yeah. It was yeah. just like, it was well, wild. but you were probably just exhausted at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like really I mean, ready to be yeah. in your own bed. And yeah. Like... We were, I mean, we were going hard in the paint, you know? Like, we were in there until they basically like... You know, we we either like couldn't keep our eyes open sure, or just yeah, like yeah. so exhausted. Like I think the one night we didn't even go back. We just crashed in like in between some random tents mm. because we're like, dude, we're not waiting for this freaking trolley thing. Yeah, like to take us back to the car, and then we get to the car, like fuck that. So we just pulled up some grass and just passed out. You now, know? being there, did it feel like this is a big deal, or was it like? You know, Monday morning, you turn on the news and you realize, like, oh, that was a big deal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, or did you was... know, like, when you were there, like, this is, like, actually, like, a really big deal? Or was it no, just like, oh, no this clue. is kind of crazy? Yeah, no, th- it was more of, like, uh, while you're there, it's just like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. This yeah. is wild. Yeah. Like, you don't really think it's going to yeah, be, like, don't a really monumental think it's gonna be moment in him- American history. They're going to be making documentaries 20 <laughs> yeah. years from now. So, yeah. you know, you're just, like, you know, you just kind of walk in and you see somebody just go running with, like, a flaming, like, piece of wood in front of you. And you're just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Lord you know of the Flies. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just kind of like wandering around and stuff yeah. like that. And you're like, and at one point we even like, well, let's go check out the other stage and see what's playing over there. But by the time we got over there, it was just people were doing the same shit at that yeah. point because they have figured out like, you know, obviously they radioed and whatever. They stopped all doing that. And like, so that pissed the people off over there. Sure. And so like it just ensued on the other side. So like, yeah, it was wild. And eventually yeah. we just got to the point where like, yeah. Like, this is going to get fucking stupid, and we're not trying to get arrested, so. I bet that was just, like, the talk of the town. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, Monday morning when kids are, like, going back to school or whatever, you know? Like, I bet that was all anybody <laughs> could talk about, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Yeah, but we we definitely got back the next day, and, like, his mom was like, are you guys okay? We're like, what? Yeah, we're fine. Like, because I slept over his house. Sure, was, yeah. Like, driving back and all that stuff, and she's like, are you guys okay? You know, everything, like. Blah, 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 blah. We're like, because she had seen the news. Yeah, she yeah. saw the local news <laughs> yeah. and was like, you know, riots ensued, blah, blah, <laughs> yeah. blah. And she's like, you know, do you, do you guys need to go to the hospital or anything like that? Are you okay? Like, what's going on? We're like, 
what are you talking about? And like, obviously, like we go out there and watching the news. Yeah, and, like, this is pre like yeah. everyone has a cell phone. Yeah, and you exactly. just check and, in with people. And when the story started, before you guys left, and you said that she was making sandwiches, I was expecting when you guys got back for her to be like, "Did you kids have fun?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got back pretty late, but like, that, I mean, that's normally how she would have been. Like yeah. when we came stumbling out, oh, did you kids have fun? Blah blah. blah. No, it was like she busted into his room. Because she saw the morning news like at she like six in the like morning a, and was like, like she was oh a, a cool mom. Yeah, you know? she was sing, yeah single yeah. mom. You know all yeah. that definitely like she, she went to the original Woodstock in the house. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like didn't care if we smoked in there. Yeah. She would go and get us beer like that kind of mom. But yeah, she was totally freaked out. So we went out there and looked and we're like, oh shit! Like it was not that bad when we left. Like they were just yeah. getting to the point where like. Some dude was on one of the state trooper quads, like driving around, like swinging a shirt and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it, it got to a point where like everything got burned to the ground and torn yeah. down. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. You said you guys left like 9:30. I think it yeah. was you know closer to like midnight. It was like full, like, yeah, full on zombie like SWAT riots, teams, like, riot yeah. gear, like beating people down, arresting sure. them, throwing them in the paddy wagon. You Are know? you uh, obviously? Now, listen, I've done a lot of stupid stuff in my life, but I'm still like grateful for the memories. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm sure, yeah, like you're you're still stoked you wait. You're glad you have those oh, memories. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Glad you had that life experience. But like let's say knowing what you know, like your kid wanted to go to Woodstock twenty nine. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like Dude, I, I would I would caveat it with like I'm probably gonna go with you. Yeah. <laughs> you we're know gonna, what I mean? You're gonna be handcuffed. Yeah. To me, yeah. And we're going together. <laughs> yeah. Like uh I don't I it's just one of those like like I I know how quickly it got out of hand, and like, yeah. not that I sheltered my kids at all. Like sure. they could probably hold their own, but like sometimes, like like I know I was dumb at that age. Yeah, and yeah. I don't expect my kids to be well, that much smarter. And that's smarter, what I'm saying. So. It's like <laughs> I've put myself in a lot of situations that I should not have been in. Yeah, you know, and I can look back at that now objectively as a father. I've got a lot more time under my belt. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, but back then, it didn't feel like. I shouldn't be here. This isn't safe. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure that that's, like I said, I wasn't at Woodstock, but that it's probably kind of how it is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Back then it was just like, wow. Yeah. And now you're like, I should not have been there. Yeah. You know? No, <laughs> but, exactly. like, but I'm glad I was. Absolutely. Because I have that memory, you yeah. know? Yeah. I'm, and my mom was pissed because I didn't even tell her I, that's where I went. I just <laughs> so told her I was just going gone to a concert. For a whole weekend. Yeah. I was like, yeah, hey, I'm going with Steve to this concert. And it's not like we haven't been to concerts together yeah. before and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And she's just like, okay, have fun. And I was like, hey, Ma, did you see the news? And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, the whole Woodstock you, thing. I was like, yeah, I was there. She's like, what? Were you living <laughs> with your mom at the time? No. So I had, okay. uh, I had an apartment with a buddy. Okay. Um, so I just was like, I see, went over I'm to I'm imagining you're living with her and you just disappear for a weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> no, because <laughs> no, I was supposed to like that weekend was, I don't know, something was happening. But I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be there because, you know, I'm going to a concert with Steve. And she's yeah. just like, oh, okay, well, have fun, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I went over like that I want to say that Monday, I just went went over to go like see her because I you know didn't go that weekend, mm. and I was like, yeah, did you see the news? She's like, yeah, that was crazy, blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, that me and Steve were there. She's like, oh, look, are that's you, me, right yeah, there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> just, and like, and obviously you get the like you know tenth sure. degree from mom, like, what are you doing? What are you stupid? Like, I hope you weren't doing any of that stuff. Like, blah 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 blah. No. And you're like, oh, oh no, of course yeah, not. I, no. I went for the music, mom. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was actually helping people. Was, yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't see it, but I'm by that ambulance right yeah. there just bandaging wounds the real question yeah do you still have the shirt i have to look 
So I know I don't have it with me, but I know my mom has like a bunch of random yeah. crap of mine in a thing. So I think probably buried in one of those things, I do have the shirt. I like I had like a binder, uh, like you know the old picture. You, you, when you got pictures actually printed out, you'd like yeah. get that mm-hmm. thing back yeah. and like put the pictures in there. Like I have that with like all the concert tickets and stuff like in there. Yeah. And I'm pretty that's sure called a uh, photo album. That's the word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I couldn't. I couldn't think of it. I was like, you know, uh, it's actually the reason um, that they're called <laughs> albums on your phone is because Ooh. it's named after photo albums. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure buried in her attic somewhere you should, you should there you should try so, to dig that stuff yeah, out That'd the next cool. time i go back to new york i'll have to go yeah. dig it out and see if i can find it but yeah it was a blast and, yeah uh, tons of stuff i mean like seven when seven dust played like lejean Le- was like lighting up blunts chucking them into the crowd you know like that trying to sure. get back like insane clown posse was there and they had i like, forgot about that. yeah <laughs> they had they had those big huge punch balloons with like hundreds hundred dollar bills taped to them i forgot like, about that we crowd. found that out later Remember with the ICP thing? Yeah, because they're they're yeah. they're not even mentioned in the documentary. Yeah. And yeah. then that's when we started looking at the at the set list. Yeah, and th- there was so much more there. Yeah, than than I even realized. In the documentary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was so, a lot there. I yeah. can just imagine like, you know, going to Woodstock '29. You know, you're like, oh, okay, it's not too bad. And then Fred Durst comes out in like a wheelchair <laughs> yeah. with his gray hair honey grab the kids all you we gotta is, get out of here yeah. all you hear is Durn it. Yeah. yeah like your eyes just get big yeah, yeah. start having flashbacks yeah. <laughs> helicopters yeah. just vietnam <laughs> <laughs> fortunate son starts playing yeah. <laughs> um, okay we're we're coming up on uh the end of the time that we have a lot in but uh before we leave i want to ask do you have like um like a favorite or like a really like standout memory that we haven't like touched yet uh, from that weekend. Man, I would have to say, uh, it's probably like messed up to say it, but <laughs> saw so many boobs. Bro. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So like tons. And at, at one point there was like this group of chicks, probably not my best moment, but probably one of the top ones at that time. There's probably like 10 or 12 of them and they were just body painted up. Like, no clothes, no nothing, just sure. body painted. And they were probably, like, early 20s and, yeah. and, and shit like that. So, like, definitely a highlight. We, we hope so. Uh, <laughs> but there was uh, a, this, like, one – have you seen that video of the, like, the crazy – was it Waffle House Wendy where, like um, – some somebody throws like a, a chair, chair. Yeah, and she like yeah. waves it off yeah. like she's got this like insane like Jason <laughs> Bourne reflex, skill yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. So there was uh, we were sitting there, we got some sandwiches from an undisclosed location, <laughs> <laughs> and sitting there drinking some beers, and they were raiding the Budweiser tent. And a similar thing happened where this guy, like, I don't, I don't think it was an empty keg because they popped open like the seals on the back, picked up a keg up over his head threw it to his buddy who like caught it in his chest and just took off running that's kind of impressive honestly. <laughs> yeah like i would have to say that was probably like the best one because i've tried to pick up like a half keg before yeah. by myself and that's insane that's but that dude, like he like ripped the like thing off the top picked it up yeah he just threw it over his solid, head like 80 pounds yeah the guy know? caught it in his chest and just took off running <laughs> and we're just sitting there like on the ground like drinking random beers and like eating these sandwiches like did that just fucking happen <laughs> like but what do you do with the keg without the valve? I don't know. <laughs> like, like, like what, I don't know. Were they just going to poke a hole in the side? I <laughs> guess so. Or maybe they had like a tap outside maybe, or something like yeah. that. But it was like at that point when they raided the beer tent, like 
it was the lines were super long. Yeah. They were only letting so many people in at a time. People were getting pissed. So like they just crashed it, started ripping up things, and the workers are just again like fuck this. But that was probably <laughs> like insane. I will say though, like probably my other favorite moment is just like uh, Lejean just lighting blunts and like chucking them out into the crowd. Like I'm sure. He, he had like a massive bag that he was just lighting them and chucking them into the crowd. And the cops came and like arrested them like towards the end of his set. <laughs> Like, well, and he's just well, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, <laughs> I bet you they don't talk about that in the documentary at all. Free right? drugs. <laughs> Anybody wants some but, drugs? Like, it was cool. And I will say, like, through the whole thing, like, blunt, random blunts would just come, like, you'd just be sitting there listening to music and somebody'd just be like, boom. And you're just like, oh. I bet oh, everybody okay. got herpes, though. Every yeah. single person. I, I, you know? Anybody who used those bathrooms walked sure. away with something. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, there was no way to tell if it was like, like shit or mud. Like Agent Orange. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're definitely walking away with something for the rest of their lives. Uh, well, cool. Thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, absolutely. It's a wild uh, if anybody out there, by for any reason, so Jeff, um, as a hobby, as we touched on earlier, you like to do a lot of like beer brewing. Yeah, and as a civilian now, yeah. an unemployed civilian, you are looking. <laughs> To get a job, but doing something that you actually like. He yeah. doesn't want to work at McDonald's, but yeah. if there's anybody out there that might have a connection to like a brewery or something like that, yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, interested in that. Absolutely. Um, do you have the? Do you have anything we need to plug? No. Do you like want people to find you on social media or not really? No. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't enjoy the limelight that much. I just like to keep it low key and enjoy life. But well, luckily nobody yeah. listens to this. So yeah. You're, yeah. I mean, you're on the right podcast. Josh does all my tattoos, so like and he yeah, does do. a great job. You probably see my body on his uh, Instagram and stuff every like square that. Inch. Every square inch. The nipples, yeah. though. His nipples are yeah, on my Instagram. On there, so, I mean, if you're looking for a tattoo, Josh is the guy. Go so. look for a buffalo. Yeah. You'll see Jeff's nipples. That's right. The great white buffalo. Uh, great well. White buffalo. Jeff, <laughs> thanks for coming. Yeah, absolutely. It's good fun talks, time. good time. Absolutely. You got anything you need to say, Nate? Uh, no. All right, we'll be right <laughs> back. Hey, Josh here. Just a quick reminder, if you're enjoying the Iron Right Tattoo podcast, it really helps us to beat the algorithm with likes, comments, and shares. If you haven't subscribed already, please do that, and don't forget to hit that bell. And if you haven't already done so, please leave us a review. Thanks. We back. Back again. That's, yeah, Backstreet Boys. That's who needs to be at the next Woodstock. Backstreet Boys? Yeah, like a Backstreet Boys reunion show at Woodstock. You feel me? Yeah, but they did a whole tour on that, so I don't think it would work as well. Need somebody more monumental and more impactful. Who is more impactful than the Backstreet Boys? You know, that was get a hologram cultural phenomenon, international hologram. Okay, of waiting on you, Michael Jackson. No, the children ain't ready. You know, let them be. 
No, a hologram of old Dave Chappelle. What's what's wrong with new Dave Chappelle? Nothing. There's just always like this. Like anytime I see like an old clip of Dave Chappelle, everybody's like, "Oh, I wish they'd bring back old Dave Chappelle." The new Dave Chappelle ain't the same person. I like new Dave Chappelle better. I do. I like them both. I think he's a lot uh, deeper and more introspective, and it's yeah, gone yeah. from being like a comedy show to now it's kind of more like a reevaluating real, your whole life. It's like a one man act. Yeah, you yeah. know, where like it's still mostly comedy, but then there's also like little history lessons and. Well, yeah, yeah, because he's more like mature that. now. I like that. Uh, we don't have any questions today, but you know what? Uh, I'm just gonna randomly call my brother. Let's see if he picks up. Let's see if he has a question for us. I don't know if he's going to pick up. Hello? Hey, can you hear me? Hey, what's up? Yeah. Hey, you're live on the podcast right now. Okay. We don't have any questions. Do you have a question for us? Any question? A Uh, random question? I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, do you think that the world of the future with electric cars is actually sustainable? No. Give me a better question. (laughs) We just don't have the resources to produce that much lithium, you know? (laughs) Well, did you see that video on Joe Rogan's podcast? Uh Uh-uh. Of the lithium mine? No. Where it's supposed to be like all automated and everything, and it turns out there's no, there's not supposed to be any what they call artisanal miners or people who are down there with hammer and chisels, and there was like 15,000. Yeah. But I mean, um, re- regard, even if it was actually completely automated, we're still going to run out of lithium at like exactly. an accelerated rate. You know, we can't yeah. produce more. Like when it's gone, it's gone. So give me a more okay. fun question that has a lot less slave labor in it, please. Okay. Um, what do you think they should do with cheaters in online games? Some games they have it to where they ban them outright. Some have it to where they play against themselves. What do you think would be a? You mean like what would they do once the cheater is caught, or it, what? What do they do yeah, like in the yeah. middle of a live match? What do you think would be a fun punishment rather than just straight out banning cheaters? Okay, raid their house. Raid their house. (laughs) Send the SWAT to their house. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, Listen to this episode if you want to hear the answer. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see if I can find somebody I can call. Hold on. We got to answer the question first. No, I gave my answer. That's that's your answer? Yeah, raid their house. Um, What? Okay. He said, like, what would be, like, a fun punishment, you know? Not, like, fun, but, like, a a unique way of punishing them, right? Okay. So, they already do bans. Well, they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. You know, ban an account, delete an account, so they have to start back from square one. um, Something like that. What if... I got it. What if they made that character's hitbox like ridiculously oversized and then they gave everyone else in the match like a tiny boost no like a boost in like their aim assist or whatever you know what i'm saying so like you could just spray like a 10 foot square around a character Mm -hmm. and it would still hit them you know what i'm saying yeah i'm trying to think of like like a unique punishment you know like you're caught cheating i like when they do the 
They were doing it in Warzone One. Yeah, where they would shoot somebody, but it would like do no damage. Have, yeah, you'll yeah. have hit markers, but it'd be forever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. The cheater now does zero damage, and then their hitbox is like, like if you were on shipment, it would be like one full corner of the map. Like if they're anywhere in that corner, you can just shoot in that corner and you'll get a kill. I think that's pretty smart. And what if like their movement was nerfed also? Their what? Their movement was nerfed. Like they couldn't take their sensitivity off one or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, I feel like they're already doing that now with the aim resist. You know what I mean? <sighs> I don't even want to start talking about that. That pissed me off. Pissed me off. Uh, you got somebody you can call? You gonna try your brother? Maybe. Well, I can't do my brother. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Um, well, as long as nothing is talked about. True. You know what I'm saying? As yeah, long as it's just you. like, hey, you're on the podcast. We need you to ask us a random question. You know? And Let like nothing else, like job related or anything like that. Make sure he's on the front of your mic. Yes. Hey, uh, yeah. so you're live on the podcast right now. Can you ask us a random question? Oh, my goodness. Um... Literally anything. Anything. All right. Future plan of the business, y'all's business. How far, how long, what y'all want to make out of the entire business in the next 10 years? The tattoo shop or the podcast? Tattoo shop and the podcast and how that works together. Okay. How are you going to combine that and expand it? Okay. Cinematic universe. (laughs) Oh, God. That's an easy cop-out answer. I don't want to hear that. It could be done. IRTCU. There you go. <laughs> the Iron Wright Cinematic Universe. <laughs> every I, I every artist gets their like own Thor or something. Yeah, yeah. every I mean, artist gets own, their you know, own like, movie. It's just it's just giving random tattoos and shit. Well, there you go. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> yep, no problem. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So every artist gets their own movie. Yeah. But then they culminate into like one big like Avengers style movie. Yeah. You know. We got the green screen. That's true. That's all we need is one <laughs> five-foot green screen. That's all we Your need. last name is Snyder. <laughs> That's true. I can make shitty DC movies. Yeah, I said it. You want to fight I, about it? No, not really. Zach I mean, some Snyder. of them are pretty... I don't pretty hate duty. all Zack Snyder movies. I know you don't. But I think his style of, of filmmaking, filmmaking is kind of... It worked really well in the very early 2000s. Yeah. You know, like 300, Dawn of the Dead. But he's still making early 2000s looking movies when we're in the 2020s. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean. I don't think he's like evolved enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, But you did say you did like his Justice League. No. Well, I said it's better than Justice League. The Snyder Cut is definitely better. However, I would watch Endgame over... Yeah, there's even, some even Marvel movies cut. where the CGI is kind of like what? Name um, one that looks as bad Captain Marvel as Superman's mouth. That's a whole different issue. <laughs> he had a mustache because he was doing a uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, which that and has they tried a really to cool digitally scene remove in it. his mustache, and it looks horrible. Yeah, it does. That's also the Joss. Like there are internet cut. deep fakes that look better. Oh yeah, for sure. That, you know, it's because he was still in that contract and they had to do reshoots and everything. Mm. Anyway, 
Uh, what'd you ask me? Uh, Mission Impossible. Have you seen the one that he's in? There's like a clip where he's like in the bathroom and like you're always on your phone. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> My brother just texted me another question. Oh, what's the other question that's more important right now? <clears throat> if you had one crime that would never happen again, but you had to commit it once, what would it be? So I think what he's saying... Like, like it would it, never exist as a crime after you do it? Let's find out. Let's get, him, <laughs> let's get him back on the phone. And then we'll just hang up again. Hello? Okay, so what you're saying is if I commit the crime, then I am, like, deleting the crime from existence. Like it, yes, it will... well, it, so for like perjury, like my answer, right, is that nobody would ever be able to commit perjury again, so then everybody would have to tell the truth in court. Okay, so if you commit perjury, then it like magically erases anyone else's ability. Yes. Okay. But okay. the thing is, is you have to do it once, so if you say something like murder, then you have to murder one person before it's obliterated. That's rough. That's hard. That's why I said perjury because because then, okay, you know, the best answer is also the worst answer. Exactly. So that's why it's a. So what you're saying is, if I were to molest a child, like then that's all child molesting will cease throughout the rest of the world. But you have to commit that heinous act. Yeah, that's rough. That's a rough one. That's why I'm saying if I lie on the stand, then after that, nobody else can ever lie on the stand. But I feel like you're also kind of taking the pussy way out. <laughs> I had another friend said tax evasion. Ooh. No, but then all he's doing is getting rid of people's ability to evade their taxes. I'm, I'm just saying. It's a, what, so what's your perfect answer? All right, listen to the podcast for your answer. Bye. Okay, you want another question? All right, one more question, and then I'm hanging up on you again. Okay. Has the internet, this is, I got a friend who gives me these great questions. Has the internet been a net positive or a net negative? Uh, net negative for sure. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> That's a rough one. That's a good question. Yeah. But like literally, I would have to do the worst, most unspeakable act on the planet to make sure that that worst, most unspeakable act never happens again. Yeah. You know, but then am I damning my own soul? You know, because I mean, honestly, this could go back to being like a Jesus Christ type question, right? Yeah. So the whole reason that Christ died on the cross was to absolve humanity of the sins that they were going to continue to commit in the future. You feel mm -hmm. me? So he took that weight and that burden on his shoulders, hung it on the cross to dry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So am I Christ-like enough as a man to be able to take that weight onto my shoulders? And here's the deal. I think I could murder someone to make sure murders never, ever happened again. I would find somebody deserving, like truly deserving of not, being on this planet like a child molester right yeah but all i'm doing now is, is getting rid of murderers you know which yeah. is great that's an awesome thing but is there any way for me to get rid of people that mess with kids without having to mess with a kid
That's the real question here. Yeah. And I don't think there is. And I don't know that I could bring myself to do it in order to stop, you know? Yeah. Um, That's a rough one. That's a hard one. I think I would murder someone. But then what do we classify as a murder? You know? Like, let's say war. Yeah. Where people are dying in battle. Would we consider that a murder? Even though it's like a uh, socially accepted form of it? Does that mean, like, wars wouldn't be able to be fought anymore? Because now nobody can, like, die that way? You know? And, like, what were to happen if I were to try to murder you after the rule went into effect? Would you just be, like, invincible or, like, like gun yeah. jams or... Uh, knife yeah, breaks, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, the knife, like, won't penetrate your skin. Like, how does it work, you know? Mm. I need to know the specifics of how this magic works. I'm trying to think. What would be a good one? I'm you could just, like, be a furry and then nobody could ever be a yeah, furry no. again. No? No. Okay. Um... I was like trying to think of like, I was like I like stuff that really annoys me and like makes me mad, like uh, like animal abusers. But it's like, sure. then I gotta abuse you would have animal. to abuse. Yeah, an animal. I can't do that. Yeah. Um, and he also said a crime, right? So mm-hmm. does that mean not only do I have to do it, but then like I have to go through the motions of like being caught, being prosecuted? Like that's you know. Yeah. Is it a crime just because I did it, or is it a crime because I went through the legal? Action of of being well, prosecuted any act for that it. is e like against the law would be illegal, right? But is it illegal if you don't get caught? Yeah, it's still illegal. How you haven't been punished for it because the law's already set in motion. But you haven't been punished. You didn't get caught. You know. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but. I walk into a room. It's a dark room. There's a light switch. Okay? okay. I can say, if I flip that light switch, the loom, room's going to light up. Mm-hmm. Okay? But if I never, ever, ever flip that light switch, then how can I know for sure that that room would have lit up if I flipped it? Open the window? Open no. The th- no. <laughs> That's, no. <laughs> how can I know? for? It's like Schrodinger's cat. Are you familiar so it's like a philosophical thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Schrodinger puts a cat under a box. You can't see in the box at all. He puts poison under the box with the cat. If the cat eats the poison, he's dead, okay? So the debate is, is the cat alive or dead? Okay? The answer, according to him is that the cat is both alive and dead. Because until we observe, there's no no possible way of knowing if it is alive or dead. Therefore, it can only be both alive and dead. Mm-hmm. And it's not until we observe it that it becomes one or the other. So what I'm saying is that crime... No, I get, I get sure, that. Sure, like, yeah, it's illegal. But is it a crime until it's been... Until we witness it and prosecute it and it goes through the, the judicial system that it became that it becomes a crime. Because even the crimes are only laws based on laws that we've created as man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Another society on another planet that has a completely different set of morals and values might would have a completely different legal system. 
their crimes might not look like our crimes, you know? Mm-hmm. What they consider to be illegal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm still trying to think of one. You still trying to come up with one for your answer? Yeah, because that's what I was even thinking too is like, do I get the punishment as well? You know? Well, see, and even if I got the punishment, I could live with that. But I don't think I could live with knowing that I hurt a child. Yeah. You know? Now, I could live with knowing that I murdered someone that needed, you to know, be murdered. well, like Dexter, right? He's yeah. a serial killer, but he's only killing other serial killers. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like in a weird way, like he's almost doing something like contributing to society, mm-hmm. you know, like the Robin Hood kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So I could totally murder someone that was a child molester. You know what I'm saying? Like got away with it, something like that, was never convicted, was never prosecuted, but common knowledge that they did that. You know what I'm saying? Or they murdered someone innocent or something like that. I I could live with that on my conscience. But I I would want to take away any predatory action toward children, but I don't think I could live with it on my conscience that I would have to do that in order to, to get rid of it. So I think even though it would make the world a better place, I don't think I'm strong enough to take that on my shoulders. And that's why I say the best answer is also the worst answer. I think the farthest I'd be able to go would be murder. Murder. And even then I would I would have to justify the murder before I could go forward with it. Yeah, it's such a tough one. Yeah. And uh, you've been thinking for like five minutes. Dude. Yeah, so no, I, I can't. Like, yeah. it's such We're a... reaching that point in the podcast where you're like starting to get hungry and your brain's not working. Happens every time when we're in the last 10 minutes. You start going, um, uh, and just getting quiet. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to clear my throat, it's too. proving me right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go the same route that you were going, but animal abuse. Yeah, I mean, so, but okay, so you would have to abuse an animal, yeah, to make sure that no one could ever abuse an animal again. Yeah, you know, which even that I'd be more likely to do than anything involving a child. You know what I'm saying? Because I could find a dog that's vicious and rabid and yeah you know what i mean and something that's uh, like suffering that's a menace to a s- society yeah you know um yeah that would be my answer what if I like you like like let's say okay i find this murderer right he's like like he needs to be taken out he's mm-hmm. like murdered kids and shit got away with it i'm on my way to his house mm-hmm. okay and see this is why i needed to clarify what makes it a crime I forget to hit my turn signal, turn it into his neighborhood. I just used up my crime without even realizing. <laughs> and now nobody can ever again not hit their turn signal when they turn. Is that a problem? <laughs> yeah, because then I don't know. I go to this dude's house. I murder him. I did nothing. Murder is still a thing. Yeah. You know? Because like, think about the crimes you commit on a daily basis that you don't even think about. You know? Oh, I'd be using my turn signals for sure. Sure. But... uh Maybe you stop at a stop sign for one and a half seconds instead of the full two seconds. You know Is what it I'm really saying? Really, two seconds? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you're supposed to come to a complete stop for a full two seconds. But see, that's what I'm saying. I come to a complete you stop, stop. You stop for a second on your way to dude's house, Damn. 
You just committed a crime. I don't crime. like the fact that this is being recorded right now. You just committed a crime. Because they know I don't fully stop at a full two seconds. See, I... That's why I'm going to put the caveat on this question that says you have to be convicted of it. Okay. So, like, I would have to, like, go to prison for murder. But I, if I was literally erasing murder, I would do that. I'd be willing to do that. I would not be willing to do something to a kid. So I think murder is as far as I'd be willing to go. Would you appeal it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd fight it. But <laughs> but I would be, be like, it's know. not a law anymore. What do you mean? Yeah. I'd be like, okay, give me a call next time someone gets, gets murdered. <laughs> you can't. You won't. It's not going to happen again. Ah. Well, and it's like, did you ever see that movie Minority Report? They have Colin Farrell in it? No. Tom Who's Cruise. It? Oh, I don't think so. I, if I it's did, actually I saw a it a great long movie. time ago. It's a great movie. So what happens is there's these triplets born that have these weird psychic powers, okay? Stay with me. So he works in the pre-crime division because what they find out is that these the, the the twins, the triplets, are having these weird psychic visions of murders that are going to happen. Like they're 100% going to happen, okay? So they're seeing the future. They're seeing murders happen before they happen. So then they create this division called the pre-crime division where they go and stop people before the murder happens. But they're actually arresting them and convicting them based on something that hasn't happened. So that's the conundrum, you know? Can they be tried and convicted on a murder that definitely would have happened if they weren't gotten arrested, but they haven't actually broken any laws yet because they never got a chance to do the murder? You feel me? Yeah. <sighs> but, like, I mean, there's evidence, you know? But the evidence is just some dude in a bathtub having a dream. Open your mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, slow down. Baby. All right. I think that I think that's enough. Yeah, I think, I think that's enough. Um, I was kind of dragged out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went on and but see, we got a question. Yeah, we just had to call and ask for one. Yeah, and let that be today's lesson. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. You can't get help. There's no such if thing. You don't ask for it. As a stupid question. Sometimes. You have to keep your promises. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to keep your friends. Peace. Later. Later.